Oh, man. That's a funny, funny separation, Jerry. Hmm. And a wild one. 104 points between Christian McCaffrey and Raheem Mustard. And all his points were touchdowns. Yeah, like, actually, though. That's pretty crazy. A few big yardage games, but mainly touchdowns. Yeah, no, mainly touchdowns for sure. Yeah, no, 100% mainly touchdowns. I mean, was it 21? Um, We can get 21. What just just happened? Uh, 18. Rushing. Then he caught some. I knew he had over 20 total. 18 and 3, so he had 21. There you go. Okay. I just remember hearing that number last week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, congratulations to everybody who uh, potentially won a championship. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. I'm not one of them. <laughs> uh, what a miserable year for me. I saw it coming too, man. Especially when, you know, I was having those just killer weeks where I was beating my opponents by an average of like 30 points because my guys were just going off. And I'm just like, oh, no, this is bad. Yeah, that's like the the problem. You know, and I thought about trading some guys, but I didn't know what to trade for. I didn't know. like You're one of the most impossible people to try and trade for by a mile. Well, because I don't like just trade to just trade uh, like is it gonna is my team gonna improve i mean am i, I, I hear you am but... i gonna gain something from this like every time i get a trade proposal it's always bullshit i think i've sent you some pretty good trades in your time i don't know oh it's I, just i know so they just they just all look good in hindsight that's why you say that not hindsight because after the fact like last year with Cooper Cup, like, duh. Yeah, that would have been great for me because I wouldn't have had an injured player. Well, who but, knows? You could have drafted like Sparky and then it really, really actually wouldn't have mattered, to be honest with you. Your draft picks could have just completely shit the bed. And, yeah. You know. I mean, most of mine did. Well, we'll, uh, we'll check on that as well. I mean, I think what I think Tyreek was hands down the the best one I had, but I mean that was that three. So you gotta hope that those guys are something. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, David Tepper's a moron. <laughs> Screw you! I have all the money. Eat this. I mean, it was a pretty good throw, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I didn't see. All I saw was a side angle of when. The uh, the old drink got tossed, but I didn't I didn't dive into it enough to go looking for any uh, alternate angles. Now that's the main one that I see uh, out there. Tap on the can this week is a Barnside Brewing Company from Ladner, beautiful British Columbia, Canada. It's their farm fresh beer, the Honeycomb Pale Ale, brewed on farm. I like it. It's not too bad. 
Nice. Ooh, they have a cheeky little thing on the side. It says, the bees have worked their wings off to bring you a pale ale that's buzzing with subtle sweetness. Thanks, Barnside wow. Brewing. That was kind of weird. Thanks, bees. Yeah, thanks, bees. Appreciate it. Welcome yeah, to another episode. Never appreciated. Welcome to another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football uh, Podcast. I appreciate their uh, their work. I have uh, honey, and uh, it's it's pretty good. We have it on site actually at the farm. So very I, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not too bad. And uh, the Jets and Dalvin Cook divorce is is there a playoff team that needs to add some depth that would actually pick up Dalvin Cook? I saw this uh, posed in the article that was written about his release. I have uh, I have an opinion on that. What's yours? No. Ha! Yeah, 100% agree with you, kid. Uh, <laughs> like, what? What the fuck did he do this year? That, that warrants like, oh yeah, we should definitely get bring that guy along. He could be really explosive. He hasn't been explosive all year. Yeah, he did actually nothing. This is statistically his worst year ever. So you get for one to hang out with OA Raj. Man, that's uh, yeah, that whole place like what a mess. The amount of people that they picked up to try and make that the uh, the number one spot. My goodness, did they? Uh, they sure fucked that one up just a little bit. Well, I guess they didn't fuck it up. That. Uh, the National Football League and injuries are just wild. It's been a really interesting year this year, Jerry. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, I think interesting is is understating it a little bit. It was. It was wild, man. Like, we've seen some injuries. I, I don't think it's been. It's seen this much shuffling around, uh, since the COVID year. Interesting. Uh, two years ago, because like you know, I got oh guys got COVID or potentially has COVID, he's out. Like, those weren't actual injuries, but guys were missing games because of that shit. Um, I mean, you would have, like, you know, we had, we had a lot of superstars go down this year, um, quarterbacks especially. Uh, and some of them not being in affected other superstars, i.e. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Chase had one good week after Burrow went down. Yeah, this- nothing else. This was uh, a terrible year to, and you know, have him as a keeper. This is the last year that I could have kept him. And uh, man, what a shit year to end him. I mean, I'm good riddance. I mean, he's probably going to go off next year, which is uh, just my luck. But yeah, that was a really bad, uh, that was really bad and frustrating for sure. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we have a uh, we have a few things that I want to cover on this thing, so uh, let's get into it, hey? Yeah, man. Whoa, wrong one, kids. That was uh, my betting at four o'clock on Sunday. I um, funny part was I hit that by accident, but it just it went so good. I'm glad I did the double on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't bet this weekend because I was in the United States and my VPN wasn't working. It wasn't uh, telling the website that I was in Canada properly. So I had to, uh, I had to cease and desist on any bets that, uh, that went down. That was a little bit unfortunate, but you know, what are you going to do, right? Um, I, uh, I mean, it might've been good that I actually didn't though. That's, uh. 
That's always a thing. There's uh, this was a little bit of a weird week, as uh, as we were just talking. Sorry, I closed the wrong website there. I was all oh, ready no. to go and, and throw scores and and talk a little bit of game, but I uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, again, by the way, congrats on everyone's championships. Uh, I went one and one in the finals. I had a unfortunate loss with. Uh, with the hands of Kyler Murray, so that was uh, that was fucking pretty cool. Didn't uh, really see that coming, and uh, you know I had a hundred point lead going in on this two week final, and I definitely cleaned house on that one. So excited for that uh, PPR league where I just absolutely rolled with the, the most wins during the season and the most points uh, by four hundred points. So uh, yeah, it was absolutely crushing. I've never averaged. Uh, that many points in a year before uh, it was a whopping total of uh, 2,674 points uh, during the regular season. So that's a lot. Uh, yeah. I was averaging like something like 220 or something like that or 215 God. a week. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> there was, there was a couple of like weird bonuses that were in there. Like if they got a rushing first down, then that would be one point. Okay, so, so you had some inflated scoring, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think those are fun. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, I had, like, you know, Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey in that league, so it was just, mm. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're always running for first downs and just doing nasty business things like that. So, and it was interesting. It was a random league that I found uh, mm. on Sleeper, and so, yeah, you know, it, uh, I really did appreciate it. All of our names had to be weed names, weed-related names. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was super blessed on that team. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Raheem Mostert, and uh, like I said, Lamar Jackson, uh, David Njoku, George Pickens. It was just kind of a nasty. There's, there's a lot of others around there, but, uh, yeah, nasty team. Fuck nasty. Pickens is the sorriest motherfucker you had on that team out of the guys you named. Oh, yeah, and there's a bunch of others on there, too, that were just, like, running house all the time so yeah no it was good i, I had a really good time in that league um cool, I, funny part uh, i'd like to say again is i finished uh, one two three four uh i finished uh, a first place a second place a third place and a fourth this weekend so yeah not a bad uh not a or so i guess two thirds actually um, if you counted what kind of happened in the league this week, technically second in the work league last week, I don't even know. No one's actually said anything. Like, everyone's failing to acknowledge what's going on. But anyways, I digress on that. Mm. Um, yeah, fantasy football should be over. If you have to play next week, uh, find a different league. Uh, you can send us an email to uh, Fucked Up Pod. Uh, it's in the uh, description, and we will help you find a new league for you uh, next year because you um, you need some help. And, you know, I'm not going to say that you're an idiot. I'm not going to say that you're a moron. I'm not going to say that you should, you know, potentially wear Velcro shoes. I'm not even going to say that you should probably wear a helmet doing your day-to-day business. Um, but well, we, I just I want to help you out. I just want to help you out. Well, in defense of that, though, I will say I'm, I don't agree with playing the Week 18. I'll put that out there first. But this could be the first Week 18 where there are multiple games, a good handful of games that have such great meaning that they can't just rest their guys. 
you know, so that's kind of interesting. I mean, outside of the number one seeds, you know, uh, Baltimore and San Fran, who, you know, you're going to see little to nothing from guys on either one, one of those teams. But like Dallas has something to play for Philly, Buffalo, Miami. Um, I know, but Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel, and Brad. Oh, I get it. I get it. George Kittle and Isaiah Likely, and but there's still other good players on those teams if you happen to have them. I mean, like you shouldn't have a whole bunch of the same like guys from the same team to begin. No, I know, but a lot of people are going to be affected just by all those people Mm -hmm. being out. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely, but. It's better than the norm. The norm is there's a lot of teams that don't. I mean, it's like preseason week one usually. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. There, there are definitely more games that matter this week for sure. Baltimore Ravens continue to roll. Absolutely smash sandwiches on the uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Baltimore Ravens 56 and the Miami Dolphins 19. Tua Tonga Tia Halunga uh, apparently has a little bit of a shoulder dingaroo, so we'll see how that uh, bongaroos for him uh, over the next week here. He's got a pretty important game to play. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, are in a win-and-in situation, so that'll be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what? I How many weeks ago did I call this? It has been... Oh, I, I honestly forget. I wanted to go back in time and see. Maybe it was in one of the titles that I put for one of the episodes. But it's been at least about three months, I think, since I've called the Baltimore Ravens being Super Bowl champions. And holy God, are they rolling at a really good time right now. Maybe two months ago, I guess. somewhere. In, I don't know. It's been a while, Jerry. It's been a while. I'm. Uh, yeah, they've been nasty. They've been nasty. I'm pretty excited about them. I uh, I don't know. What did you watch any uh, portion of this game at all, good sir? Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, whatever red zone popped up. And yeah, okay. Seemed like it was often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because I mean, they just kept scoring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that game was crazy, man. I didn't see see it going down like that. Um, Me either. Nope. But um, it's uh, it, it was it was a good ass game though. Like Baltimore just showed that, like you know what. We ain't playing no games, man. We're coming out here. We're gonna like we're some dead ass serious about this shit. Like we we want to let everybody know that you know we're trying to win this thing. And and you know it's, it's like they've done this year what you would hope that the Bills would do with the amount of talent that they have offensively, right? Yeah, for sure. Like this is the expectation that you should have from them, where they're going out and they're just throttling everybody, and they make it look so easy and just. You know, just going right through the motions. It's not a big deal. Um, they haven't had really any significant hiccups this year. I think they had like a game and a half, a two-game stretch where they didn't look great, but they didn't. They weren't like getting destroyed or anything like that or playing like absolute shit uh, or were any of us or any of the talking heads out there were, were doubting them. Uh, yeah, they've been by far the most consistent team Followed by by the Niners, of course, they had their little what that little three game hiccup, and then they haven't well, looked as I strong think, as anybody. I don't, I think Baltimore has been severely underrated. I mean, look at their it was plus five and a half versus San Francisco. So I yeah. think the narratives are there of hard disrespect. Uh, I don't yeah. think anyone has taken them seriously for most of the season. To be honest with you, um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think you've been a little bit ahead of the curve on that one, and I've been proud of that. And I think they're a, a very complete football team when they want to play together and they're rolling at the right time. I hope that it's not uh, a couple weeks too early. You, know, you do have to worry about that sort of thing with them. But. You know, just a little uh, we're teetering on the edge of that, I think. But, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I was really excited for the Baltimore Ravens. That's the only other jersey that I have in my closet. Did you know that? No. I have all Cowboys. I have nothing else. I have one Ravens jersey, and, of course, it's Ray Lewis. Because if you don't have a Ray Lewis jersey in your closet, I mean, I kind of, like, I understand loyalty and all, but the dude got away with murder wearing a white suit, folks, and won a Super Bowl, a couple Super Bowls. So I'm just saying, um, yeah, that uh, that deserves to be in people's closets. You can, uh, you know, take from that to... Uh, what you will. One of the most exciting parts of the weekend for you and me, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I had a little bit more to cheer about this weekend than you, but you, you know, relied on the solace that the Arizona Cardinals 35 and the Philadelphia Eagles 31. Oh boy, Jerry, you know what that looked like, my friend? One of my favorite clips that I got on this soundboard, kid. We end up looking like a monkey fucking a football out there. Oh, baby, are the Philadelphia Eagles in trouble. First off, congratulations to the uh, Arizona Cardinals for absolutely uh, ripping it up. Really do appreciate it, but the gloves are off now uh, in the NFC East. This is uh, absolutely fantabulous. Dallas wins. We have the NFC East. Uh, thank you, Philadelphia, for uh, just take copping us. Like, wow. Wow. So what? Uh, what's your take, Jerry? Tell me here. What, uh, what do these Philadelphia Eagles uh, matter? Are they going to do anything or what? What's, what's well, I'll start by saying I'm sitting in the living room at my parents' house with my dad. We're watching Red Zone. Yeah. And one of the best parts about that game in particular is that I don't remember exactly when it happened in the order of the 1 o'clock games, but it was either one of the first ones to finish or one of the last ones to finish. And there was a lot of coverage. <laughs> there was a lot of coverage. I mean, seeing – Seeing the Eagles score, like I, I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, yeah, they're playing like shit, but they're gonna find a way to beat this team. You know, it just it just looks like it. You just you see the way it's coming together and everything. And then Arizona decided, hey, no, no, we're we're not done. And for John Connor to have the game that he had, he single handedly beat the dog shit out of them. He ran all over them. He was catching. He had one handed catches for touchdowns. And then to see the final. You know, touchdown he he did, but go ahead. You mean James Connor? Did I say John? I was call him John. James John. The that Terminator. Guy. John yeah, Connor. He's fine. John, John Connor. Connor. Yeah, okay. yeah, he is the fucking Terminator. Yeah. Terminated those birds. Yeah. It just it was amazing. It was amazing, man. And 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 I'm watching it and I'm just thinking thinking to myself, I don't think I've ever seen an implosion over the course of a month, maybe more like this from a so-called elite team in the league. Um, Cause I never now, were to be, I was, I was right. I was right. I was right. Just because you're okay. Sure. A win is win. Fantastic. However, I know what a shitty win is and what a good one is. And this is what I get in trouble for 
all the time, but I don't care. Eagles fans, nana nana boo boo, I've been fucking right all year long because you're taking a shit worse than my Cowboys right now. Your inconsistency is unbelievable. And not only that, you lost at home. You guys want to make fun of me for losing in Arizona? Bitch, you couldn't even beat them in Philly. All right? Giants beat them. Giants beat them. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Just saying. You know what? No, you're right. Man. You're absolutely right. 100% right. It's... It has to go both ways. You can't talk about one team and not talk about the other team that does the exact same thing and has probably higher expectations than the Cowboys do. The Cowboys have the same expectations every year. You know, you you hear it from the fans and from everybody out there and the former players are all on ESPN and all that shit. You know, Cowboys this, Cowboys that, because that's the team to always talk about. I get it. But everybody expected the Eagles to come back strong, and they really, really looked good. What I don't understand is how that's all we heard about after the draft was like, oh, they got Jalen Carter, and they just restocked on everything, and they're gonna crush everybody. Let them down, and they didn't make the they didn't make the tush the tush push illegal, so they're just gonna run on everybody and just run game. It's not happening. Newsflash, folks. Well, here's here's the last thing I want to say about it. what I don't understand is how in the in what it was about what two months ago that and I had mentioned it about AJ Brown and all that like that offense was going insane. Jalen Hurts was flinging the ball all over the field. DeAndre Swift was actually running the ball, catching a couple of little passes. Like it was, it was looking bad. Like they were out there doing the damn thing, and then that just went away. It just stopped completely. Yes, I know guys are dinged up. Guess what? News fucking flash. Everybody in the NFL is dinged up. So what changed? What happened? I, I don't know. I don't know, but they they choked, dude. <laughs> they fucking choked. And, I mean, they're in the playoffs, so they got nothing to worry about. They're probably coming to Tampa. Playoffs? But, um, but I mean, they're playing against this Giants team that's got nothing to lose. And why wouldn't they want to stick it to the Eagles one time? Be like, hey, here you go. And, you know, just give them a big old shit sandwich. Here you go. Eat this. Enjoy. Like, I don't know, man, but they, they set you guys up. So now you're, you're, you're in a safer place as far as, you know, first round of the playoffs, you're going to, you're going to host a game very likely because you should beat Washington. If you don't beat Washington, then, then, I mean, it's fucking Jekyll and Jekyll of those two teams. It's insane. Um, yeah, there's but, uh, no way we're gonna lose to the Washington Commanders. You shouldn't, man. You shouldn't like. And it's is, is it in Washington? I didn't look. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, all right, it might be a little tougher. It. I don't know if it'll be a blowout. But then again, what's Washington gonna put out there? They're going through. They're going through it right now. Like if uh, what's his name? Um, God damn it! What's the kid's name that was supposed to start instead of how? Brissett. He was supposed to start and got hurt in practice. Practice. So, you know, if he's if he's okay, are they still gonna fire him up? Because this is it, man. This is the the last song, the song and dance for Riverboat Ron. He's gone, man. He, my boy is gone. Oh man, and there's I gonna think, be changes coming. I think yeah. I don't I don't think it matters like what actually is gonna happen. He's gone anyway. Like they can, so does he want to go out beating the shit out of the Cowboys or at least trying to stick it to him? They always or, do, man. It's the fucking yeah, it's the Commanders versus the fucking Cowboys. Like of course they're gonna go. It's a rivalry game. That's why. I mean they're. 
You Despite guys what better everybody do. Else thinks, it's it's the oldest rivalry in the division. You it's guys the one. better do your damn thing. And we, you have this is what you have to. This is your fucking Super Bowl, my guy. You need to you need to get ready. You need to you know call fucking Devito, get the inside track, talk to Tyrod, get these motherfuckers ready to go. You have a big game to play this week. Let's go. Most importantly, and just from a giant standpoint on that, I think it could potentially be Saquon's last game in the Big Blue. I hope so. I don't. I don't. Because he proved he proved to me this season that if you didn't already know, they paid the wrong guy. They should have paid him instead of paying fucking Daniel Jones. That's pretty clear right now. But, I, uh, there's there's so the many hours dedicated to me saying that on this podcast. We don't yeah. need to go down that direction. No, I just I just wanted to throw that oh, yeah. out there real quick and I put it on you. tape. It, it's it just you know join the club, my friend. Cheers. He's he's such an important part of that fucking offense, and and he's made that clear over the last few weeks. Even with some stinkers again, but still the defense has always got a key on him, and he's just so fucking dangerous, man. I, uh, I'm gonna be sad to see him go, and I hope they don't franchise him again. That's some bullshit. Like, don't do that, Giants. Don't tr- don't fr- don't fuck around. Either pay him or let him go. One or the other. Who right now is the favorite team in the National Football Conference? I gotta still go with the Niners for now. I mean, uh, just because they have home field and they've been playing well, but. If this CMC heel injury is a bit of a nuisance, that could be a big deal. Brock Purdy's got a little something going on. He's going to get the week off. So they're, they're essentially going to get two weeks rest. Hope all the little dings and and, and bumps and bruises are are better by then because, man, whoever whoever they get, I mean, they, they would probably get the winner of the Eagles in Tampa because that's, I think, going to be the lower seed. So, man, I... Tell you what, those I don't think San Fran wants this. I don't think anybody in the NFC wants to see Detroit. I think Detroit's going to be a problem. So the funny part is that if things just you know finish the way they finish, it looks like the Lions could possibly play the Eagles. Oh, really? So the hosting they would host them the first round. Instead yeah. of uh, because I thought it was going to be the lowest seeded division winner, which right right now is going to be NFC South, no matter what. It's either going to be one at eight and eight or nine and eight or eight and nine. I'm on or the something like that. Playoff I- picture on NFL.com, and uh, they got the Bucks and the Packers uh, in really? the hunt. Okay, right now you know what? they I have the I didn't top, look at it uh, after the Sunday night game. The top five teams right now. Well, they have one, two, three, five, and six. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. And, and I didn't they look have at the it. Niners, then, Cowboys, so, yeah. Lions, yeah. Eagles, Rams, and then there's one more team that'll make it. Right? Because seven make it. Yeah. So are, there are there are there are six spots already clinched. Correct. Uh, five. There's two spots available. Five. There yeah. are two openings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I know Pack is winning in. Um. Yeah, it's right now is the Bucks could finish fourth and the Packers could finish seventh. So then that would be Cowboys oh, okay. versus Packers. Okay. I believe. And then um 
Yeah, it would be Lions, Lions, Rams, I guess. Rams could be troublesome, even though they don't play any defense. But if their know. offense is going, man. This NFC or this NFL website is just shit for this. And I'm just going to stop talking about this because we're butchering this. Yeah. Um, I try to, I try to. I try not to use that too often. I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time nag- navigating it. I feel like just the like their fantasy great. football interface is fucking garbage, man. I fucking yeah. I hate that I shit. Which I agree. Idiots. Anyways, step it up, NFL. You're the yeah. damn like the sport. You're it's your sport. Have good fantasy for fuck's sake. Fucking think right, idiots. Like you. <laughs> fucking take that. Oh. Uh. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, what been, I think uh, it's been a good playoff. <clears throat> that's what I have to say actually about uh Kyler Murray and uh all these assholes who just decided to have uh, a random good day. Jordan Love, are you kidding me? Like both of those guys are outscoring fucking Al Really Josh Allen? Like really that's what you're going to do for me in the fucking fantasy football finals? You're a dick. You're just an absolute dick. Um mm. Christian McCaffrey uh, scores a whopping 11 points in armchair. Uh, Justin Jefferson around the same. Uh, I mean, those were the top two picks. Um, yeah. You know, absolutely weird. Uh, a weird pick. So I just wanted to kind of go through just a few of the top uh, top draft picks here. Um, okay. you know, like I said, Jefferson and McCaffrey, you know, this is basically were they worth it where they were drafted? I know hindsight's a bitch, but I'd love to go through it because this is just, again, we did this last year and we realized that the first round draft picks, actually, there was only one of them that were good. And it was Justin, Je- or sorry, two of them. It was Austin Eckler and Justin Jefferson. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how many we think will be worth it in the first round. So I think it's an important conversation to have, though. Nah. It is hindsight, but I think it's a very important conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, so Justin Jefferson, uh, first overall, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, 1.2. I think they could have been interchangeable. Obviously, uh, injuries are uh, a pain in the ass, but I think they were still a, a two, uh, a couple of good picks there. You know, the guy that you're worried about getting injured plays most of the season, and the guy who's never had an injury issue in his short career was out for what six weeks. Yeah, seven weeks, something yeah. like that. So yeah, that hurts, man. That hurts anybody. I don't give a shit where you pick him if he's a stud and he's out for a third of the season. That hurts. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know Tyreek Hill did good at getting drafted number three there by yourself. Um, Austin Thank Eckler you. would a complete bomb uh, this year. Just an absolute and utter complete bomb. Um, yeah. I uh, yeah. I think there's no other way to say that one. Uh, Nicholas. Yeah, that was a huge dud. Nick Chubb. Yes, he got injured. So, you know, I don't think worth it. I had some questions about taking him that early as well, but uh, I like him second round. I had more questions about Bijan Robinson being taken. Uh, definitely not worth it at all. I don't think he was worth probably the first uh, five rounds, to be honest with you. Um, but I know the hype was there. Everybody was taking him so early, and I think he was just a bust in all form or fashion, no matter where he was uh, taken in your draft. For a first-year guy with that much, yeah. and But it wasn't completely his fault. He is stuck in a very, very, very sure, dark place but he, right now. He was, on the, he was on the field. He wasn't injured. No, I, I get it. He just wasn't so, – but he wasn't being utilized, yeah. though. Like, we saw – we saw the talent. We saw the flashes. Now, was he worth top ten? No. God, no. But – 
there's there's potential there. Sure. I think I think uh, he's a solid second, third rounder next year, depending on the coach situation. Him and Jameer Gibbs should have been flipped over for uh, hype, basically, because Gibbs went in like the fourth or fifth round, and Robinson yeah. was going in the first or second yeah, round. Sure. So I just that's my that's my purview on it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I thought that at the draft time, I was very low on Bijan Robinson. So I I have to admit I was high on him. I didn't I didn't get an opportunity to get him, so I didn't I dodged that bullet. Devo Samuel, um, seventh overall. I like that pick. I think uh, I think it was all right. I think maybe might have been a little bit early, but he was on the field and he had a lot of opportunities. There were some sweaty weeks with him, but overall, great pick. Yeah, uh, Saquon Barkley. I uh, I think that's yeah that's the right like where the running backs were. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry went, Travis Etienne went, uh, Najee, Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce. So I think that was the right time for him to get taken. Um, probably should have been earlier. I thought he was going to go like Bijan Robinson or Nick Chubb or something like that. But clearly people were reaching us a little bit, which I understand. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, he, you know, he didn't get injured this year. And I've definitely dogged the hell of a Saquon Barkley on this podcast. And so, you know, I'm not necessarily apologizing because he's a New York giant and fuck the giants who play in New Jersey. Still don't understand really how that exactly works. But, um, I, uh, I give him credit for sticking it out this year and actually not getting hurt on the field. That uh, takes some talent, uh, according to his, uh, you know, track record that he has. Great job, Saquon. Proud of you. Keep doing your thing. I want the same kind of energy with San Francisco. They play in Santa Clara. I want the same kind of energy with the Dallas Cowboys who play in Arlington. I want the same kind of energy with the Phoenix Cardinals who play in Glendale. Just saying. You mean Arizona Cardinals? The Phoenix Cardinals. They've always been the Phoenix Cardinals. That Arizona part just got thrown in there real late. It's fucking Phoenix, man. You know, like, Arlington is only, like, 20 minutes away, though. I don't care. You know, New Jersey's only, like, 10. I'm just saying. I want the same kind of energy. I think that you're lying, and it's more, like, an hour and a half. It's really, yeah, on a train or a bus. No, it's 67 miles from New York to New Jersey, and it's 20 miles from Arlington to Dallas. It's not that bad. You can go to the, you can go to the damn what is it, Grand Concourse, and you can just fucking hop on a bus. I'm looking at the fucking quick. Google right now, you son of a bitch. It's 67 miles by car. It's not that far. It's really not. I swear to God, that's what it says. It says 67 you, you must, miles. You must by have car. it like mapped out to like like the and Bronx or something. Says 20 miles to Dallas. I'm I'm just saying. I look. I'm just saying. Me too, man. You can't, you know, you you have Dallas in the name. We have New York in the name. And neither one of us play in that city. But 20 miles is different than 70. Miles are still miles, sir. And neither team plays in the city. Their stadium is not located in the city. I wish I had a slow clap. I'm just saying. Those miles are miles. Remember, folks... You you just you listen to groundbreaking knowledge for life nuggets uh, here on the fucked up fantasy football podcast. Anyways, Stefan Diggs uh, went in the ninth spot uh, in this twelve team draft. He was the uh, 
fourth wide receiver taken off the board. And I think that's the the right one. The only other one you could go with AJ Brown, but I think Diggs was uh, on pace to do pretty pretty damn well. So I would I would have taken Diggs in that uh, position. What say you, sir? And did his greatest vanishing man trick ever. God damn that guy. Yeah, I mean, I think I've covered this a few times. I've you know I've, I've said he's not really worth the the first round draft pick, um, but you know, in context to where this draft is, yeah, I don't think. Where he there got was a taken, point where we thought he was. Yeah, they were taking where he was, but I just I would have waited till the second round to take him if he was available. Just, it, the production just stopped. It, it, I I don't understand. Like he became Gabe Davis. True. Nowhere to be found. True. Um, cool. Josh Allen went next, and then Patrick uh, Mahomes was taken. Mahomes, no, 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 no. Josh um, Allen, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not sold on uh, on Josh Allen. To be honest with you, I uh, he kind of he kind of was a little bit. Uh, how should we say? Um, really fucking annoying. I think um, his fantasy points were. Uh, at the top, uh, three ninety seven. Um, however, they were just his performances were inconsistent. They didn't. It wasn't like an even three ninety seven. Like where, if you had Dak Dak Prescott, he probably came through more times, and he was the fourth, you know, highest scoring quarterback as we're talking right now at three fifty three. Um. You know, Jalen Hurts was the same type of deal, I feel. Um, you know, Josh Allen and him, their performances were very up and down. You know, Hurts had 20 points less than Allen, but I think those performances, they were they were big ones, but when they were bad, they were really, really bad. Um, I don't know, you're a Jalen Hurts owner. Can you attest to that at all? Like, was it on an even keel? As Josh Allen, it wasn't, it wasn't even. There was a couple of weird fucking weeks where it just completely screwed me. There were a couple of weeks where I benched Hurts for whoever my backup quarterback was because, and it was during this recent slump that they've been in. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, the one thing you were going to get out of him is you, you were going to get a one yard rushing touchdown every week. Right. That, that was guaranteed. You were going to get that every single fucking week. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, back to Josh Allen real quick. I, I One name comes to mind with the, the way he played this year, Brett Favre. He was very he was very Brett Farvey this year, mm. flinging it all over the place, taking chances, turning the ball over a lot, putting up crazy numbers, winning some games, definitely losing some games. So that's what it looked like out there. He looked like he looked like Brett if Brett Favre was six six, um, you know it, it. It was crazy. It was crazy to see to see the and and the the way it would turn around like. It would be really bad for one game, but he's still putting up 23, 24, 25 a game, but he's turning the ball over a few times. And like those points that you lose, you know, he could have gotten you over 30 with him, right? If you think about it. Um, Jalen Hurts, ah, man, it, it goes back to my comments earlier about how the offense was clicking when they were flinging the ball all over the place with with skinny Batman and, and buff Batman or whatever the hell A.J. Brown calls himself. Um, <laughs> like, dude, they were... 
They were nasty, man. <laughs> that ball was flying all over the field. A.J. Brown had, what, five or six straight games of 125 uh, receiving yards? Yeah, he was going off. You know, like, and 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 Devontae wasn't really far behind him. He had a couple of games in that streak where it was like 30, 40 yards. But there were a couple of games in there, 60, 70, 80 yards. Yeah. You know, so... I, I I don't know what happened over there. Like how did how did the offense just completely just just fall off like that? I, and I don't follow the Eagles like that to to have any kind of answers, nor will I. I don't give a shit. Fuck the Eagles. But it's just amazing to see all of that happen, you know. Um but two good quarterbacks, I think, were drafted probably in the right place. It's just unfortunate that Jalen Hurts right now is not uh performing at the most important time of the year, which <laughs> You know, he he did all of that and then some last year. So it's it's funny what happens after you get paid. AJ Brown was the last uh, person taken in the end of the first round there, and uh, I think that was worth it. Was it was amazing too, and he did like Steph, Stephon Diggs has disappeared late in the season. It's it's wild. CD Lamb was the number one receiver uh, right now, three hundred seven points, uh, eight points more than uh, CD Lamb. And uh, Amon Ra St. Brown for the amount as I shit on him. He was the number three receiver. And uh, Mike Evans checking in at the number four receiver with Baller. two points more than A.J. Brown in. Five more than Puka Nakua. Um, yeah, absolutely outrageous. Um, rounding out that, uh, that wonderful top ten uh, that we have there. Is a DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, even being out all those games, Keenan Allen's still right there. Um, Two points more than Debo Samuel. And, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, who you've been dogging uh, quite a bit, fuckbag. I don't want to dog him. I'm just just speaking the truth as to what happened. I don't think any negative towards him. I I have no negativity. I know, but he's the 10th ranked receiver in half PPR this year. I mean, just it's, just, it's unfortunate when you have an elite quarterback who's like your homeboy that you played in college with, won a national title with, goes down. Things are going to get a little little different. The productivity is going to go down. Amari Cooper I mean, was 14th. Devontae Adams was 13th. Just saying. I do want to say for the record, though, I have to apologize to C.D. Lamb as I did not have any real positive things to say about him at the beginning of the season. I did not expect nor see I any either. of this going on. I didn't either, I did to not be fair. see it. Yeah. I thought he was going to just kind of Cowboys trap be in the middle of the pack, you yeah. know, and, and, and just kind of underperform. And no, he went off. He balled out. He good for him, man. Good for him. I hope, I hope this is something that we get to see out of him every single year. I don't give a shit what uniform he's wearing. Cause when it comes to fantasy football, we want those guys. We want True. those guys that are going out there week after week performing and putting up the numbers that we need to win our championships. So good for him, man. And I, I hope this is a start of something special for him. Who's the number one tight end this year? Do you know? Uh, Sam Laporta. Yes, sir. Sam Laporta at 185 points. So Travis Kelsey, 12 behind. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, what could have been, he was one point less than T, uh, um, Travis Kelsey. I, uh, yeah, <clears throat> lost him. And that's another reason why I finished, uh, second in the league sucked. Um, I, uh, I think the only thing here that is a surprise to most people where I, um, I was a hundred percent bang on the money. He actually did better than top 12. But Jordan Love was a number five quarterback this year in fantasy football. 
I was really impressed with him, and I'm I'm very happy to see him uh, have have I guess what you could call a successful season, especially if you take oh, him to the playoffs. Sure. I mean, if you get if you get to that point, good for you, man. Man, um, he's a hundred percent money sandwiches, man. And I was system, dude. He's been in the system all over that though. I was all over that. I've been talking about Jordan Love, who's going to surprise a lot of people this year. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I took you know the Green Bay Packers to win that division. That's not going to happen, but. Jordan Love is better than top 12. Uh, absolutely nailed it. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to point that out specifically to do a little bit of a victory lap. And the second victory lap that I'm going to do is the number 8th ranked quarterback in fantasy football as we are talking right this instant. And uh, who do you think that is, Jerry? No fucking idea. I'm I'm multitasking, so I apologize. Baker fucking Jones, baby. Hell <laughs> fucking yeah. Uh, absolute beast of a year. He's sandwiched in between Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff. I think that's a nice little sandwich to be in. And uh, yeah, I just I I had to point that out because I uh, I went out on a little bit of a limb on uh, making that call. I think and. Uh, Baker Mayfield finishing in the top 10. Man, I'm just, this has been a great fantasy football year for me. I just want to say that again. I've been absolutely on fire this year. And, uh, you know, I know I didn't bring home, you know, the two championships. I only brought the one or more. But uh, I just, I think I did a very good uh, job and I'm super excited. So I think the one of the best draft strategies this year was uh, taking a lot of wide receivers. Uh, early, I think if you took some strong ones that uh, that definitely propelled you uh, to victory, and uh, I think there's something behind taking or waiting for a running back and just kind of streaming along or picking up the next best running back that's on the the waiver wire. Um, you know, I kind of went with the the hero RB where I tried to just take one guy who was absolutely ridiculous and knock it out of the park, and. You know, I to, it worked out for me. I did make the playoffs. I lost everybody else on my team, which was, you know, terrible. But for the most part, I held to that strategy in all my leagues. And, you know, I think I did pretty well. So uh, that's kind of my, uh, I think that was kind of the best draft strategy of the year. What, uh, what say you, Jerry? Oh, uh, wide receiver is definitely the move. Um, because, you know, if you didn't have uh, CMC, I mean, honestly, or, or Kyron Williams even, and you only lost him for a month this year if you had him. So it, 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 he was the steal of the draft and just goes to show that you can absolutely grab a guy, you know, late, and that guy can take you all the way to the championship. I mean, he's he was f- absolutely phenomenal. He was being utilized. He was getting all the touches, like everything, man. He, he just his, – his game script every, every week was – Simple, just get him the ball. He's gonna make something happen. Like, dude was he was so good. So, uh, I think that's probably something we're gonna have to look into next year as far as um, finding a balance between going after wide receivers first and then making that decision as to what running back you want. You know, I I, I guess I would I would say maybe um, let it let it come to you. Let the draft come to you. Kind of you know try and be op- opportunistic. And if you have a guy who's sitting there who's going to be who you think is going to be like you know a stud, I I think you need to go after him. But don't reach by any means. Like we never wanted to do that kind of stuff. 
Um, yeah, wide receivers definitely move. And, and don't wait forever to get a get a quarterback because there are only certain ones that stayed healthy all year. And it's two of those names are the names we see every year. You know, Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, that's true. But like the number six uh, overall player in fantasy was Jordan Love. The number seven was Brock Purdy. I think those two weren't really. Uh... You know, on most players' list, Baker Mayfield, number 11 overall. Yeah, I'm like, it just goes back to what I was saying. You know, just let the draft come to you because what if, what if you play with a bunch of fucking like dumbasses? You know what I mean? Like, with the guys that, that clearly don't. I have guys in one of my leagues that, that takes it, that goes, goes after um, Tucker, Justin Tucker, like in the sixth round. Just because he scores so many points throughout the entire year, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, no I more get kickers. that strategy. I don't agree with it, but to me, it's still stupid. It's super stupid because the number one player in fantasy football on the quarterbacks, 397 points. The number one in running backs, 358. The number one in wide receiver, 307. Even the tight ends, 185. Okay, that's maybe that's maybe the comparison. All right, maybe that's when you don't. You do take the elite tight ends early, but the only other comparable position to the tight ends is fucking kickers. And this is if you have, you know, like, I'm just saying, kids, like, get your shit together. Figure it the fuck out. Yeah, man, just come up with a plan. Have a draft plan. Kick out kickers. Just don't have kickers in your league anymore. How about that? Well, that, that, I mean, that's the, the, that's the plan. I, I definitely am advocating for that. Yeah, defense, I think they can stay in the defenses, game. They don't need to be in fantasy. But kickers can go and another flex can come in and, you know, restrict yes. the flex and make it interesting, but just like, yeah, figure it out. Anyway, who's the number one draft pick for 2024 right now, Jerry? And I know there's a, a lot of people who just groaned at that. And, you know, I know a bunch of the guys on the fantasy football uh, Sirius XM channel hate that question at this point in time, but I don't give. Well, it's a, a hypothetical. Shit. What is your uh, what's your hot take for twenty twenty four? I don't have a hot take. It's a simple take. I mean, you you can't you can't deny CMC. You can't deny that he's he's proven that he can play an entire season, that he can go out there and make things happen. You know, and he can stay healthy. What he did this year tells me a lot of things. One, he's in a better system, so he's happy. He like you know mentally, he feels great. He probably has better training staff over there. Yeah, he probably has, you know, a, a, a team of, of trainers and, and, and health people and nutritionists and all like the people that actually like do well at this job because he had a couple of little dings, but nothing significant. He's also got a killer uh, offensive line in front. Of him. So, I mean, there's a major upgrade in the talent naturally, but I think he's definitely up there. Um <sighs> Go ahead and chime in with anybody that you have while I'm thinking. Oh, everyone's going to groan. Everyone's going to groan at me. I have uh, one pick in particular that should be the number one pick next year, and everyone's going to think that I'm being a homer, but I don't really give a flying fuck what you all think. Uh, have you noticed? I you would say be CD saying C.D. Lamb uh, should be the okay. number one draft pick overall next year. He's the most consistent wide receiver in the National Football League. I like him better than Tyree Kill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mike Evans, and A.J. Brown. 
I think Puka Nakua uh, was just a drop in the water, uh, you know, just a little, you know, one year. Oh, he's going to have some regression, but he's still going to be a good pickup. Like, he's going to be, he'll he'll be at at the very least a second round pick. Yeah, second round pick, but like late second round for sure. I agree. I I might even get third round on him, but Masidi Lamb is the number one draft pick for me. That dude is absolutely outrageous. He's so talented. My God. It's just, I don't know about top or number one because, and I hate the, the number, number one, one receiver next year. to be year. the number one pick, but top five for sure. I'm it's not going to argue one, top five. Number one receiver for sure, hundred percent number one receiver. I mean, man, that's tough. That's no, tough. Hey, I'm taking but them for sure. I, I can't, I can't say that you're wrong though. Like, like, there's, there's nothing out there that 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 I could throw at you to tell you that you're wrong in that in that analysis so of course not um, because i'm a fucking cowboys fan how about them cowboys fucking piece of shit fuck off uh Uh, god bless you you got a good guy on your team a guy who's out there producing you know um about goddamn time where do you think kyron where do you think kyron goes then i would say that he would be out of the running backs for next year i would say overall overall where where should kyron williams be targeted like it kind of depends on how it shake out, but I can tell you that he would be my number three or f- no, he'll be my number four running back for next year. I would have Christian McCaffrey over him. I would have Travis Etienne over him. I would take Reese Hall over him, and then it's either between Mostert or Rashad White or Kyron Williams, depending on how it kind of shook out. You, you, you love living on the edge, bud. I am the number one player in points. I'm the number one player in wins in armchair. And I've been in the playoffs every single year except once. You didn't say where you finished in because once I got knocked out, I stopped looking, so. In armchair? Yeah. I finished sixth. Okay. Yeah. Or fifth, sorry, fifth. Finished fifth. So, from a guy who didn't have his number one draft pick and didn't have his number four draft pick, and the only person that I had left on my roster that I drafted in the last playoff game that I played was Jamar Chase. I lost everybody else. I think I did a bang-up fucking job. You didn't finish last, so that's that's always good. I made the playoffs, and the guy who had my first round and fourth round draft picks didn't make the playoffs. That was my finals for me, because I really didn't think that I was going to make it after all those injuries hit me. That was my, my championship in that league, for sure. It was gorgeous. I love it. Fantasy football is awesome. I uh, had an absolute yes, blast. Uh, this is our transition, folks, if you couldn't tell, into the National Football League podcast, where we just talk about football and what's potentially going to happen moving forward. We're going to do uh, uh, maybe one show a week. Well, I kind of want to do two shows a week, to be honest with you. Maybe we'll do that. We'll still do a reaction in bets. I don't know, but the point is, fantasy football is over, but we're still going to rock and roll all the way through the playoffs because I fucking love football. And we all are the way to Super Bowl, baby. Thank you for joining us in another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast with your co-host Corey Roussel, Jerry Rodriguez. Fucking uh, congratulations again on anybody who got their championships. It's always a fucking yeah. fun feeling. Uh, you know, congratulations. Doing the cheers. Again. The cheers button. Cheering. The buttons are there. And uh, we'll see you guys in our bets episode on Thursday uh, slash Friday when you all listen to it generally. Peace out. Yep.